podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing this Monday morning? Happy Monday, everybody. It is uh, just the tail end of week two of the NFL season, and we're we're starting out well. We're starting out hot, so let's keep things rolling. Yeah, yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a it was an exciting week two around the NFL. There were no twenty point comebacks at all in the twenty twenty one NFL season, and there were two yesterday. So that was that was kind of cool to see. You you may have noticed, listeners. I normally say that we're here on a fine Monday morning. I I think it's safe to say this is not not a fine fun, uh, Monday morning for uh, for us Forty ers fans. If you you watched yesterday's game Daniel and I were talking we decided we're gonna we're gonna start with the the big news which is that that Trey Lance did break his ankle on a two-yard run yesterday on I think the 49ers second series offensive series of the game he had a good a good first series he was looking sharp he was delivering the ball quickly running a lot running right up the middle which is I mean he's you're gonna hear a lot of arguments around whether that was too much in the in the coming days but he yeah he took a hit from the Seahawks and broke his ankle got got carted off and and Shanahan said last night he's going to need surgery the the expectation although I don't know if I've heard it officially confirmed by the 49ers that it's season ending but it seems like it's really really safe to say that oh no yeah Lance is scheduled for season ending ending surgery this morning so that is the end of uh of Trey Lance's sophomore season and yeah you got to start with it. You just you feel terrible for the guy. I mean, 20, 22 years old, I think, coming into the NFL, had kind of a rough start last year, an entire offseason of drama, and then he's finally going to get the chance to start and and breaks an ankle. And that's that's part of football. It's nobody's fault, but it's it's just part of the game, but it's something you you never want to see. And he's going to be out for the season, going to be working out on his own, and he's going to be watching his teammates play play without him. And they they won today. And it's you have to start to say what what happens with the guy's career next year. I mean, I don't know, Daniel. What do you think? Can we go? Can we do another off season of all right, Trey? It's finally your chance to start. Like, what do we do? It really is, as you said, it's just so terrible. Um, there are no, there's no sexy way to draw it up. It just sucks. You feel horrible for the guy. Um, you know, if if this was the same situation on a team like the Patriots and the Cowboys, my two least favorite teams. I would feel horrible for, for Trey if he was on that team or if it was a different quarterback in the same situation. And it's just so tough. It's a bummer to see. It's part of the game. It's no one's fault, especially it was just a freak tackle where two guys were pulling him down and kind of folded over himself. And we, we've seen that plenty of times. We've seen that happen to guys and they're okay after a couple of minutes, or we've seen some serious injuries come from it. So just such a bummer. My heart dropped when I saw it, when he was on the ground and it looked bad and when he's getting carted off, I'm like, you know, it's not good. Um, what a, what a storyline this off season to have it happen as well. So um, getting to your question of, what is this next offseason going to look like? And I have no clue. 
Um, you said, can we handle another off season of, okay, you're going to start. Um, I don't think so. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what it could look like. They're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> My desire is that they just don't, that no one talks about it for so long where we don't know who it is simply because I don't want to have to do this whole thing again. Um, but, uh, I, I'm having a brain fart. Did we add any years to Jimmy's contract when we restructured it? Or was it just restructured for this last year of his contract? No, yeah, this is the, the last year on his deal. So if he goes somewhere else in free agency, the 49ers get a, get a third-round comp pick. And, and Daniel, before we keep going, I think, I think you said the thing that's, that's just most important is as we talk about all this analysis, the most important thing is there's a human being, a man named Trey Lance, who's gonna be going through a really, really hard time right now. So it's one of those things that you just you like we we love the 49ers. We want to talk about what this means for the 49ers, and I think that's okay, but we do want to emphasize that man, our hearts just go out to Trey Lance at this time. We're praying for him. If there's I don't know, if anyone knows Trey Lance and he needs something, I'm sure Daniel and I would be be happy to oblige. And obviously that's a little a little silly to say that, but I just think it's so important that we express how how terrible we feel for the guy. But, but yeah, like you said, Daniel, we're gonna have a season where we we talked all off season. We thought Jimmy would be gone. We were surprised that the Forty ers brought him back, and this is why you brought him back. And it's nothing to do specifically with Trey Lance, but it's that guys get injured, and the Forty ers had it happen with Jimmy, and it it ruined a season where they had a pretty good roster, and they said we have a good team, we want to be able to contend even if Trey goes down, and. You saw yesterday they won with with Jimmy and Jimmy looked sharp and so you have to wonder if Daniel Jimmy Jimmy has a high floor as an NFL quarterback and we've talked about that the reason Trey Lance was brought in is because Trey Lance might have a higher ceiling but the 49ers just came off an NFC championship run with Jimmy Garoppolo what do we do if that happens again and next season you have an, another year of unproven Trey Lance sky high potential but has played 27 football games at quarterback since he graduated high school do you start to say well you know Jimmy gives us a better chance to win now I don't think so I think you hand the reins to Trey Lance next offseason regardless because of how much draft capital you sent his way, and because we have seen enough to know that it seems like Jimmy's not not the guy to really, really make be a game-breaking talent. But what do you do if the 49ers go on another deep playoff run this year with Jimmy? The fan base was already divided as it is. I don't know. What do you think happens there? I just I was trying to think about yesterday. I don't know if I've ever seen such a divided situation amongst a team so the, the players and the coaches uh some favor trey some favor jimmy fans a lot of fans favor trey because they don't like jimmy but you know what i think is going to happen a lot of people are going to be like yeah jimmy's not so bad now that he's doing okay when we need him and trey's gone um and so i don't listen to to the back and forth opinion too much just because that, that that doesn't make as much sense to me but this is a, a tough question where Jimmy did look at his best yesterday. Um, Trey even looked good for the small sample size we saw in him. Um, I ha- hadn't been so pleased with Trey just yet, but again, we've talked every single week about how he is so young. He needs his time to play and get experience, and it's a huge bummer that he's going to be a third-year quarterback with 
Little to none starting experience. And basically um, only one year left on his contract. Like, typically, that would be the it, yeah. year that a team is deciding whether or not to extend you. I mean, that's tough. So, I mean, he's he his next year, he will have critics up the wazoo, and people are just not going to give him any grace that this is, this is like reset rookie year um, at like a normal rookie quarterback age. So I think the Niners are the best team for him to have that with. I think they will give him a fair shot even as a third year quarterback. I, I started to say third because it doesn't actually feel like a third year quarterback. Um, but, you know, yesterday Jimmy came in and I'm like, my goodness, this is almost like, too, I don't want to say good. Like I, I don't want to use the word good, but I don't know how to replace this phrase by saying like it's too good to be true. Where this offseason saga, we weren't going to keep him. No one thought we were. Oh, and then we did, and we gave him a playbook. We gave him less money to be a backup quarterback, and we're thankful we had him because why not have a good backup quarterback? And that's um, that's what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch told us every step of the way. Why not have a good backup quarterback? And they were right. It's like they and knew this was going to happen. Yeah, it's just it's so hard. And I think you're right, Daniel. If I'm if I'm predicting things, I think Jimmy Garoppolo maybe signs somewhere in free agency. It seemed. I mean, he looked sharp yesterday. He looked the best I'd seen him in a while. And he's fully healthy from that shoulder surgery. That thought the ball had some serious zip. He has a good season. Signs somewhere. 49ers get a comp pick. The 49ers are going to be paying him a lot more of those incentives now that he uh, he. I don't see a situation where he doesn't start seven games or whatever. Whatever the number was that was going to get him that that extra nine million dollars, I think it is, it might have been seven, something like that. But I I think we probably do wind up handing the ball to Trey Lance uh, next year. But I think something that is hard to say but needs to be said, Daniel, is the 49ers might have a higher floor this year. Now I think we have a lower ceiling, but I think the floor of where the Niners wind up just just went up a level with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And that's so hard to say, but we knew Trey Lance was going to had a lot of he had to get ready and he was getting up to the NFL level and I was behind him every step of the way as he did that. But Jimmy Garoppolo is a proven veteran who has taken the team on multiple deep playoff runs on a Super Bowl caliber roster. And Trey Lance was brought in cuz he can get over the hump to win that Super Bowl and he can get over the hump and and take the team to a higher ceiling. But I think Trey, I think Jimmy Garoppolo might have a higher floor. And that's so hard. But I think this 49ers season just got got really interesting. Jimmy looked really, really sharp yesterday. And he's always played well against the Seahawks. So maybe that was just that. But I don't know, Daniel. Is it fair that I kind of think the 49ers floor just got a little higher? I do think it is fair. Um, And largely because 2019 with the Super Bowl contending roster that we had, a large part of that success came from the defense. And we have a phenomenal defense, arguably a better defense than at that time. Um, At least our secondary has improved dramatically. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that a lot in our our game. Sure, sure we don't have... Yeah, sure we don't have DeForest Buckner, but we certainly do have a better and more experienced Nick Bosa, some young guys with Samson Ebukum and Drake Jackson. Eric Armstead has moved to the interior and is killing it there. So uh, don't even get me started on how great the linebackers are um, and how how good this secondary is coming, is shaping to be with their new additions. Um, but I also think that this is a better offense. 
Debo was not as explosive as he was then. He has improved now. We see some great things from Ayuk. Um, having Mitchell out is is a huge bummer, but Jeff Wilson showed us that he can get it done yesterday. He had 18 attempts for 84 yards. Um, that's an average of 4.7. We'll take that. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price had two really long runs. He did not do a whole lot other than that. Those couple runs, he was 14 attempts for 33 yards, so that's a 2.4 average. But he had some long runs. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting off of our quarterback topic. But just to name some things that we have, I, I would say, a better team than we did then. Yeah, and I think so. And that's... I think I think Jimmy has more of a fire under his butt where he needs to perform. And, guys, we haven't even seen George Kittle yet. Yeah, and that's a, that's a hard thing to kind of hold in both hands as a fan. Like, being bummed because we were so excited for Trey Lance but also realizing like this team is still going to be good and it's going to be a legitimate contender because of what Jimmy Garoppolo can do at quarterback. So I don't know. Just to tie up this discussion and, and put a bow on it, I think I still expect Trey to be the starter next season. I think while we have seen so little of him, he has flashed some serious, serious talent and hopefully he can come back even better, even better next year. But it's, man... It's it's hard for the guy. It seems like the team's behind him in his recovery, but it's gonna be yeah. It's it's gonna be a real hard time for him. So if you're in Trey Lance's life, uh, be there for him because he's gonna it's gonna be a rough just, couple months, I think. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I just wanted to add one more thing, and I think the biggest bummer of the quarterback change for us in a in a team, and not to write over what you just said, but um, I think the. What I've been so high on Trey Lance about instead of Jimmy Garoppolo as the head of this offense is the versatility where we've got a guy like George Kittle who can catch, run, block so excellently. And we've got a guy like Debo Samuel who can run and catch so well and do all these things so well. Jimmy, not a great runner, not a great deep baller. Um, Trey Lance, great runner, great deep baller, throws hard. I was excited to see how all of that versatility came together. Um, so my, my fear is that teams know how Jimmy works. Um, teams know not a whole lot of deep balls. Uh, we went on it. We went on a touchdown th- attempt uh, deep ball to Danny Gray when we were fourth and eight, and... It wasn't horrible. wasn't the worst one he's thrown, but again, it just kind of shows that, okay, deep ball is not necessarily something that is in our repertoire of <laughs> offensive weapons um, with Jimmy at the helm, and that's something that I'm cautious about is our team's going to figure out that this deep ball is not going to not going to get us very much, and it's almost like, hey, if you get one, great. Yeah, did you, you won't see? Be able to do it every time. Did you see Danny Gray? I didn't see this. I just saw people talking about it on Twitter. Danny Gray had it was uh was yelling at at Jimmy a bit for missing him when he was open on a path, which was uh which was nice. Yeah, I'm sure Gray was was excited for that first look, and so. I, I get the emotion there. Hey, I, I mean, get Justin that. Jefferson um, was was yelling at Kirk Cousins his rookie year for missing him, so maybe it's a sign of good things to come. <laughs> you did not just do that. <laughs> it's true. It happened. Uh, all yeah, right, should we? It'd be cool. I think that's all. That's all there is to say. We're we're sad for Trey. We're excited to see what the, what this team is going to be this year, but it's it's missing a core piece of it, and 
we know that and we recognize that and we we pray and send our best thoughts to to Trey Lance the person as he as he recovers from this it's going to I can't imagine what it's going to be like to go through this but yeah heart just breaks for the guy but we do need to kind of kind of change tune to talk a little bit about about this game the 49ers did beat the Seattle Seahawks 27 to 7 this looked a lot more like the team we were expecting to see and it was you love to see it it was a fun one it was never in doubt and the 49ers looked like a like a true contender the defense was much more you take them out of the rain and they look a lot more like the team we expected them to be so that was that was fun to see yeah other than the quarterback play Jimmy went 13 for 21 154 yards and a touchdown he had also had a nice little classic Jimmy Garoppolo learned from Tom Brady sneak on fourth down I think it was to convert a fourth down and he also had one for a touchdown so just a real classic Jimmy Garoppolo game 7.3 yards average that's that's really all I got for the quarterback play he looked like Jimmy he was he definitely has recovered from the shoulder surgery that's for sure Daniel what's your first yeah. takeaway from uh, from the game uh, well, I already commented on running game. Nothing too crazy in the receiving game. Uh, I mean, I Debo Samuel's gonna, had one. Pl- I was just going to say, Go I ahead. thought Jeff Wilson looked great. He was running strong out there. That was super fun to see. Yeah, I guess you saying that makes me think of my one takeaway loud and clear is we talk about it all the time. We talk about Kyle Shanahan's system. But I don't think there's a better example for how good his system is because our starting running back is out for multiple weeks. So our backup steps in and does flawlessly. Our starting quarterback breaks his ankle and our next and our next man up steps right in, continues us down the field, and, and we win the game. So it's very much we got we got a good depth as well. But this system is built to win and is built to have anyone fit in and succeed so and that is why Kyle Shanahan the is the best win. offensive mind in the NFL yep yeah I remember I think it was the ringer and the ringer fantasy football show I was listening to I think it was and they were talking about kind of the wide zone rushing offense they were talking about a video from I think Mike Shanahan's days with the Broncos with I think their running backs coach or their offensive lines coach where the guy basically said yeah anyone can get a thousand yards rushing in this scheme like he was just talking to some reporters and he said that. He was like explaining the scheme. And he said, anyone can get a thousand yards rushing in this scheme if they do what we tell them. And that's really the philosophy of that system. And that's that's somewhat why guys struggle in it, is because they sometimes struggle to do what they tell them. And the coaching staff is like, Well, anyone can do this if they just do what we tell not anyone, but they're like, if someone just does what we coach them to do, they're gonna be fine. And I think that's the sentiment a lot of these coaches have. But Jeff Wilson is a talented running back. He's been on the 49ers for a while. He went 18 carries, 84 yards, averaged 4.7 yards. I mean, his longest was 16. Debo Samuel, four carries, 53 yards, had a 51-yard run. That was awesome. And then Ty Davis Price had 14 carries as well. So he's someone to keep an eye on if he continues to get to get carries. But I thought Jeff Wilson looked looked really sharp. And so that was that was great to see for him because he's someone who's just been a long tenured 49er who's been good to the team. So I liked seeing him really get a get a chance to shine. Yeah, I I very much love the performance of the offenses we talked about, but I even more so loved the performance from our defense. Oh yeah. And a specific player 
who is absolutely breaking out in his sophomore season, my boy Talanoa Hufunga. Yet again, a strong game. Um, he had six total tackles, five solo, had a huge tackle for a loss. Um, he had... Sorry, my stats got super messed up. He had an awesome tip to to Sean Gibson for the interception. Um, that was a huge play. And uh, the team as a whole had two sacks. But from the same player, Nick Nicky Bosa, Bosa. I will say one of those now sacks. Got three sacks on the year, right? Yeah, I think he has four. Uh, Drake Jackson was credited Gosh. with the half sack for a minute there because he was right there as well. They eventually corrected it and said it was a full sack for Bosa. But nice to see rookie Drake Jackson in the mix as well. But, Daniel, my thought was, yes, Talano Hufanga looked awesome. But I remember seeing that first pick and just thinking to myself, like, oh, so this is what our defense can look like with a competent secondary. That was exa- yeah. I was like, that was so good to see. Traverius Ward had his first pick as a 49er as well. It was like, oh, this defense has been so good, and add in a better, a good secondary, and this is what we look like. That should be scary for a lot of other teams in the NFL, what the 49ers can be with a good secondary. And Gibson looked good, and he's not even going to be the 49ers starting no. safety once Jimmy Ward comes back. There is, for the, first, weeks. For the first time in... My in the Kyle Shanahan 49ers era, this there is not really a weak spot on the defense, and that is so great to see. Yeah, it's funny. The the one part of the defense we haven't talked about yet is the linebackers, and that is I, I don't even think it's arguably, I think it absolutely is the strongest part of this defense when you have one of the best in the NFL and Fred Warner. But then congratulations to Dre Greenlaw who just signed a two-year extension yesterday after the game. And then Aziz Alshire is your third. Great. That's awesome. We'll we'll take that any day with that depth. Just get those guys on the field as much as we can, and and we have seen success. So um, what a, we just got to talk about that, that interception by Charvarius Ward. One, I'm not exactly sure what the Seahawks had in mind for that play. I, I saw the play, and, I, yeah, I, I understand how that was drawn up. The Niners just did such a good job of shutting that down and seeing I got to look up DJ, DJ Dallas's height but seeing him try to jump throw to was it DK? <laughs> that was, was awesome. Tyler? That was such a funny play. That was so funny and it just the fact that not only did we shut it down but got an interception off of that was just too good. Um loved that. That just that brought a whole lot of joy to my heart. Um, last note I've got for the defense. I don't know what a what a normal average of tackles for a loss is for a team. But uh, we've got one, two, four, seven. Seven from the Niners yesterday. And I feel like that is a solid amount. Um, I want to look up that yardage to see how much they, they truly lost. But... Um, I just remember how much last year, maybe even two, no, it was last year, how we talked about how time of possession for the Niners is huge. When we have more time holding on to the ball on offense, we seem to win those games. And that makes sense for a lot of people. But sometimes, you know, you've seen, uh, uh, I guess my my best example is a Tom Brady offense where they don't always have the ball for, for more time. 
they have quick drives, they get it done, and, and defense goes on and, and takes most of the time and holds them. But Niners had the ball for 38 minutes and 20 seconds, and Seahawks for 21 minutes and 40 seconds. So a 15-minute gap, is that's pretty big. So another another key to the game, I guess the fact that the Seahawks had 36 total rushing yards is also a, a point of why we won, having 189. Um Niners had one penalty. Seahawks had 10. Seahawks had three turnovers. Niners had zero. So really, really a clean, phenomenal game from the 49ers in week two yeah, of the NFL season. It was nice to see after a really sloppy week one, a lot of penalties, all that stuff, the 49ers put together a really, a really sharp performance yesterday. And I think, I think, I, I mean, we said this, the secondary was the biggest standout, but I thought the O-line looked better. The rushing attack was great. Great game from Debo. Great game from Brandon Ayuk. Debo looked just sharp out there. Every and I, everything we needed him to be and wanted him to be. So I'm just I'm so thankful that we worked out that contract situation. Uh, Kyle Uzcheck yes. had a touchdown. That was fun to see. Yeah, boy. Kyle Uzcheck had two carries for one yard and a touchdown. His longest Gosh, rush. We love Kyle. His longest rush was one yard. That was awesome. He's to see. just the best man. The tight ends. I mean, they put together together a game, but it was not it was not great. Uh, it'll be nice to have Rust Kittle back had there. some Tyler, big moments, Tyler though. Tyler Croft was injured. That's worth bringing up. So hopefully Kittle can get back there next next week. Daniel, any final thoughts before we talk a little breaking news that you mentioned briefly and then preview next week's matchup? Yeah, I've, uh, I keep forgetting to mention Debo Samuel's, one of his big runs. Um, he was about to get tackled for a loss for five to seven yards. But he was able to uh, break a tackle. Seahawks defender slid right off of him, and he got at least thirty yards off of this run. I think it was his. I think it was fifty. I think, I think it was fifty-one his. yards was the final. The final for that, right? Was it really that long? Uh, that was his longest of the day, and I think that run was the longest of the day. Yeah, man, he he was huge on that play. Where truly, he was supposed to get a five to seven yard loss with how that play was shaken out. Uh, broke a tackle and just made some good cuts to to dodge a, a group of Seahawk defenders and was just able to speed past them for, for a long time and then knew he wasn't going to outrun one guy, so tried to knock them around. Um, well, and, just and that, such a smart and well-done play. Exactly, and that is what looked a little different from Debo. Not that Debo, that sounds like I'm going to say Debo's not smart. I don't think that. Debo tends to try to run through guys, which is awesome. We love to watch it. On yeah. that play, he used a lot more shiftiness than we've seen him use in the past to beat guys. And that was really cool to see that he has that tool in his bag as well. That And then can still truck guys when he wants to. But that shiftiness from Debo was something I hadn't really seen before. And that was really, really neat to get to see him use. So that that was just a great, a great Debo game and just a reminder that he is one of the most talented guys in the NFL and is just maybe the NFL's most fun player to watch. So yeah, I agree. Big Debo Samuel game and you you'll love to see it. And I I think we're in for another big Debo Samuel season, and it it just got a little bigger because he's going to be called on even more with with Trey Lance out of the out of the lineup. Very much so. The Yak specialists are here to stay. Yeah. So yeah, that was the 49ers' twenty-seven to seven win against the Seattle Seahawks. The Niners are now 
one and one, which is great to see. I think they're tied for the division with everyone in terms of that record. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't everyone? We might actually be, let's look it up, but the breaking news of the 49ers was yesterday it was announced that the 49ers did sign linebacker Dre Greenlaw to a two-year contract extension. They're going to keep him at home, which is, is great to see. And two-year extension worth $19 million, over $10 million guaranteed. Great deal for the 49ers. It's a good great chunk deal, of change. Great deal for Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw, I think, is one of the best linebackers in, in the NFL and is still kind of uh, kind of coming back to that. But it was it was really nice to see. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited about that, personally. Uh, he's got to be the best uh, second. Like, he's got to be the best second linebacker on, every, on any team. I think so. I think so, and he's still kind of getting back to health and getting back to the form he was in in his rookie year. I mean, I think one of the most iconic 49ers plays I've ever seen was his goal line stop against the Seahawks in that final game for the one seed in 20, fall 2019. It's truly amazing. That was a in absolutely incredible play. I think it was Jacob Hollister he stopped. Oh, just a great play. Yep. So glad, glad that Greenlaw will be a 49er for another more years. And just to confirm, the 49ers, at least according to Google, are top of the NFC West, tied with every other team at 1-1. One one. But I think our point at differential is At least according to Google. <laughs> our point differential is the yeah. highest. So that that is nice to see. We're actually the only team with a positive point differential. But yeah. So the 49ers really? at 1-1 one one, next week take on on Sunday Night Football Russell Wilson, and not the Seattle Seahawks, but the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are coming off a really kind of a sloppy win against the Houston Texans. They won 16-9. Russell Wilson was 14 for 31 passing for 219 yards. One touchdown, one interception. He was sacked three times. He carried the ball two times for three yards. Russell Wilson, has him cooking, has not... Has not been what we were promised. He's looked a lot like he used to look in Seattle. Kind of just efficient and with a good deep ball. And they they did win. They've got some talented receivers around him. But 14 for 31? That's not great. And so the and the Broncos came off a really, really sloppy week one loss to the Seahawks with some terrible coaching decisions by new head coach Nathaniel Hackett, most notably to kick a field goal to end the game. Yeah, 66.4 passer rating for Russell Wilson. It's been fun watching a lot of the old Seahawks players just kind of kind of get to really air their feelings towards Russell Wilson uh, on Twitter of late. That's been real fun to watch. But yeah, I don't know. What do we expect coming into this game, Daniel? I don't think the Broncos have looked as good as they were promised. Their running backs are awesome. Javante Williams is incredible. But I don't know what to expect coming into this Sunday night football game. Maybe, maybe there's a they're just still kind of kind of getting pieces together as a new team. But I don't know. They've looked kind of sloppy so far. What do you think about the Broncos? The 49ers facing the Broncos next week. Uh, I do think that they are on paper a phenomenal team, and I think that they need to be respected that way every week, um, whether they've earned it or not. And not for their sake, but for our sake, um, so that we're prepared. Because you're right, they have not looked good. Um, but you also need to take into the consideration, they've had a lot of change. They have a new head coach who obviously is still learning and understanding what it's like to be an NFL head coach and making those decisions like kicking or not kicking. So it takes time. Russell Wilson, first time he's changed teams and changed areas and He's getting his feet under him in that sense. 
Uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton have both had very injured careers so far. They're both very young, have not had that much time. Javante Williams is in his second year. Melvin Gordon's a veteran, so they have a lot, a lot of new guys, a lot of young guys, uh, a lot of inexperience at the NFL level because of injury with their star receivers. Um, and I feel like they're, the Broncos' defense is usually a revolving door, except for Bradley Chubb and Justin Simmons. Um, so there's a lot going on in Denver that they're trying to figure out. And as we've seen all the time, preseason or offseason, is, is you can only do so much during those times. You can only prepare so much. But once, you know, we, we said it last week, every, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Um you can have a plan going into every NFL game and then you get punched in the mouth very quickly and you have to shift. And Kyle and John have talked about that where, yeah, we got a plan B, we got a plan C, we got a plan D, or we just know how to not fly by the seat of our pants, but we know how to be adaptable. We know how to change in a game. We know that if you plan an entire game, you're, you're going to lose if you stick to that plan because so many things are going to happen that we can't see. So, the Broncos are learning that, so I, I don't think that this is a team to sleep on by any means, uh, but this is, I mean, Cortland Sutton has done well, Russell Wilson has supported him fantasy-wise, I've got him on like three teams, so I know that part very well, um, yeah, I, I think that this is a team that is struggling to get it together, but that is by no means a reason to overlook them, so yeah. Timmy, how do, you, how do you see the Broncos heading into week three? I completely agree. I think the Broncos are going to figure this out. I think Russell Wilson is still an elite NFL quarterback, and I do not want to sleep on them. I think this by the end of this season, they will have put together a good season, whether that means a wild card spot or maybe they just have a couple good games. They're going to show us that this is going to be a good team with Russell Wilson at the helm over the next, I think, five years they signed him to. I expect them to put the pieces together. I think Nathaniel Hackett seems like a great coach he's just kind of still figuring everything out and I think they have have a very very good roster and I expect them to put it together I'm kind of hoping they haven't put it together by week three and I still kind of think that if they have the 49ers will still be able to to beat them but Russell Wilson has kind of been the bane of the 49ers existence for a while here so I I do not want to sleep on them I think this will be a good game I'm excited that the 49ers have their first primetime game of the season and I think it's I think it's going to be a good game they have a great cornerback room over in Denver and I think it's going to be going to be a good game I think the 49ers come away with a win but if they were playing late in the season later in the season I think this Broncos team is going to have put the, put it together so yeah I don't I don't want to sleep on them at all but I think even if the pieces really do come together for them Daniel I think the 49ers are probably still the better team because I don't really think there's a weak spot on this roster right now. I think the weakest spot is probably quarterback. And you could do a lot worse than Jimmy Garoppolo in the National Football League. A lot of guys a lot worse than him played in the NFL yesterday and won games in the NFL yesterday. Cough, cough to a tongue of Iowa. Yeah. And my goodness, he went off. Um, yeah, hey, let's, let's visit our predictions from last week. Uh, you kind of get a free pass. Your prediction was there are no worries of Trey after week two, two plus passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. I'm sure he would have done it. I'm sure he would have done it. And I'm sad crossing this off my list and seeing, okay, that is, that is not happening. That's a free pass. So my prediction was three Niners interceptions. 
Uh, I was close. There was two, and it was awesome. So I was almost there. I'm trying to think of, of what I want to predict this next week, and I'm leaning towards saying Kittle's back and has a big game. Um, but I don't know if I think that's too vague. So I think I'm going to predict that um, against a Broncos defense. I'm going to say touchdowns to both Debo and Kittle, assuming he plays. I love it. Um, and I'm going to say it's Brandon Ayuk and Debo if Kittle is not playing. I love Just it. Just to Let's see even B. A. give get more that, of a, a chance that for this. first touchdown of the season. I think yeah, yeah. my bold prediction, Daniel, is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. I think Drake Jackson is going to get his first sack as an NFL player. He almost had it yesterday with that half sack that they eventually credited to Bosa, but he was right there, and Russell Wilson has always been one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL because he really looks to yeah. extend plays and throw the ball deep, which he is good at. Don't don't get me wrong. He's one of the best in the NFL at throwing the deep ball. But I think Drake Jackson gets home and gets his first sack of the season. I'm sure Bosa pulls one in as well. But I want my official on-record prediction to be that Drake Jackson gets his first sack in the NFL. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get that first one. And I do agree. I feel that. Russell Wilson is one of the most sacked quarterbacks. That shows how good or not good, the Seahawks offensive line is. And, uh, yeah, credit to Geno Smith, who's, who's stepping in and doing well, especially with not the the world's greatest offensive line. Um, I really don't think he was a huge part of why the Seahawks lost yesterday. So I think that's just crazy to see him step in and do so well right away. But uh, Russell Wilson has a different team now in – has some serious weapons around him. You know, he went from Tyler Lockett and DK to Cortland and Jerry, um, and from Chris he's Carson to Javante. He's always had good receivers around him. Always. So I'm excited. I think this is a good matchup. This is a good test of the Niners now of, okay, you know, we played two not-so-good teams, and we lost one of them, but now we're playing what is supposed to be a good team, like the Broncos, and – Got a lot of good players on that team, and there's been a lot happening in San Francisco with the Niners, of course. So it's a it's a fun matchup where there's a lot of things to watch. Is this the game where the Broncos put together, uh, or can, can the Niners' defense continue to be the stronghold of this football team, and uh, can they hold the Broncos down and, and let Jimmy get his feet under him a little bit and get used to starting a football game again and see this offense roll. So any other comments for this, for this game on Sunday night primetime? No, other than enjoy it. We get, I think two back-to-back primetime 49ers games. That's going to be fun. I believe we're Monday night football against the Rams the following week, week four, week four. So should be a really Really fun game. We get to play Russell Wilson again, coming off a win at Seattle. Hopefully we can kind of complete the beating Seattle uh, of the season by beating, well, we'll have to beat Seattle again when we play them again. But you see my point. Let's kind of fill out beating the Seattle Seahawks of old by knocking off Russell Wilson and the Broncos here. I think they're a team to be worried about. They got a lot of talent, but you know what? So do the 49ers. So now we get to get behind Jimmy and, and see how far he can take us. So, yeah. Daniel, any any final thoughts to the listeners before we uh, before we wrap up here? 
Uh, th- yeah, there's just so many awesome things about the Niners. Um, it was funny. Right as you were just talking, I got a notification saying uh, Jimmy could earn big money with incentives now that he's a starter. I'm like, yes, yes, he can. That is uh, a part of it. Um, I'm just so excited to see Debo continue to be the dual threat that he is, and I think that having Jimmy as a quarterback uh, allows Debo to do more of that. We've been so excited about this defense, um, mainly because of for years because of Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Um, but I'm so pumped about Talanoa Hufunga becoming a star and really making a name for himself in this secondary and in this, this studded defense. He was a sixth round, correct? Yeah, I I think, he might have been a fifth round pick. I think he was a fifth round pick. Yeah, he was a fifth fifth or sixth and I just I just couldn't say enough good things I'm excited that I felt like last year was me like rooting for him as an underdog and he is no longer an underdog he is Tal- a star Talanoa um, Hufanga is everything we thought he might be so far and that's just so exciting yeah. to see even though he came from a terrible college but we <laughs> will forgive it because he was a fifth round pick and I don't know if you've heard Daniel but the 49ers are pretty, pretty, pretty good with those fifth round picks of theirs over the years. So I'm exci- We're loving it. I'm excited to watch Talano Hufanga be the next, the next great to come out of there. 22 years old, and the sky's the limit for what he can turn into in that yeah. secondary. We're gonna get Jimmy Ward back. It's gonna be even better. Yeah, it's it's fun to see a 49ers team with a secondary. I'm not worried about. That's really fun to see. It's been a long, long feeling to have that. So yeah. The, the thing I will leave us with is the Niners are in first place because they're 1-0 and in division games, and everyone else is either 0-0 or 0-1. So that does put us in first place being ahead in the division, having a one-division win. Yeah. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. We, we love having you with us, and we're excited to get to break down this what should be a fun 49er season. Prayers up for Trey Lance again, like you said. And, uh, stay safe out there, everybody.